Every Christian's mission is to take the good news of Jesus to everyone and everyone. But how we do this today is completely changing all the time, whether it's in church or in a meeting or open-air outreach, schools, retirement homes. It's always a challenge, and we're always looking for good opportunities to open the door to talk about Jesus. Well, there's a person on the front lines of this thinking who's involved in a ministry called OAC Ministries in Queensland. It's Josh Williamson. He's also a pastor, and he's also been a ministry. He's uh, done plenty of things, and he's here to talk to us. Hi, Josh. It's great to have you on the show. G'day, thanks for having me. Now, I told Rochelle before we chat, I said, wait till you hear this guy's voice. He's got a great voice for radio. Have you ever worked in radio before? Is this, is this you know, one of the first radio things you've done? Or? Uh, I've done a few radio interviews before and uh, used to do the role of what they called street fishing with Way of the Master and Wretched Radio, which involved yeah. going out to the streets and talking to people about the gospel, which was then broadcast on a US radio show. Okay, so cool. you've done a bit of radio. Did you ever get to meet Ray Comfort or Kurt Cameron or any of those guys? I've met those guys several times. Good fellas. Yeah? Isn't it great to see a Kiwi, Ray Comfort, you know, just taking on the world? I mean, his movies, Audacity and uh, 180, uh, the Noah movie, they've impacted me so much. He he really is a history maker, that guy, isn't he? Oh, mate, uh, I think Eternity will testify to the impact that Ray has had upon the world. Uh, many people have heard the gospel as a result of his faithfulness. Mm. Well, we're going to talk a bit more about what you do shortly, but before that, let's get to know you a bit. Tell us whereabouts were you born and raised, and how did you come to know Jesus? Yeah, I was born on the central coast of New South Wales in Gosford, um, brought up in a Christian home. So uh, my dad was a conservative Baptist and mum was a Pentecostal, so I'm not quite sure how they met. Um, <laughs> But uh, my dad was actually an interstate truckie, so we went up and down the east coast of Australia working. So we'd go to different churches, depending on where he was uh, uh, working at the time. So I've had a wide background of Christian experience. Uh, grew up in a Christian home. As long as I can remember, I've known the scriptures, I've been taught the gospel. The problem was, for 16 plus years of my life, I sat under the sound of the gospel, but I had never trusted in the Saviour. Uh, when I was probably mid-teens, I decided that the church was through. I'm not going to have anything to do with them anymore because they're full of hypocrites. But what I didn't get at the time was I was the biggest hypocrite of them all. I could talk the talk, but it definitely wasn't walking the walk. I declared myself a non-Christian. I wanted nothing to do with Christianity. I walked away from it, but, you know, God is faithful. God pursued me. God chased me down. Uh, somehow I ended up going to church, uh, basically at mum's request, and I think I went just to keep her happy. I didn't want to be there, wanted nothing to do with it. But as the gospel was presented, I came to the realization of my sin. I came to understand that I had sinned against the holy God, yet he was so loving and kind towards me. That even though I deserve death and judgment, Christ was judged on my behalf, crucified, dead, buried, rose again, so that I could have newness of life and forgiveness of sins when I trusted in him. And it was at that moment God interrupted my history, changed my life, 
And uh, since then, I've been following him. So that was about 14 years ago now. It's incredible. I love what you just said. You know, God pursued me, even though I turned away. He just kept pursuing and kept pursuing. And, and I think that's what God is doing with all of us all the time, isn't he? Even even those of us who are walking with him, he's still pursuing us to say, come this way and, and, and follow me. Uh, so your journey has taken a bit of a an exciting turn since then. And it sounds like you've been flourishing in, in the work, uh, in the ministry work that you've been doing. Tell us how you came to become a missionary in the UK, and you've also been a Baptist pastor. Yeah, it was uh, things that you never expect are going to happen, God seems to, to, to put into play. I remember my mother actually telling me, never pr- say say to God, you will never do a certain thing, because God will end up pushing you that way. <laughs> and uh, I never wanted to go in the ministry, I never wanted to do evangelistic work or missions, but after conversion, God began to work on my heart. Uh, I studied for the ministry. I did Baptist ministry. Uh, we spent some time helping with church plant and pastoring a regional church. But after that, um, we, my wife and I both felt this uh, deep desire to move to the UK to serve as missionaries. Now, I'd been to the UK on evangelistic tours before, uh, but for my wife, it was actually her first trip outside of Australia, so it was a bit of a culture shock for her. Uh, so the Lord led us, led us there. We ended up working in London, um, working with a small evangelical church in southeast London. Uh, but God then had us working throughout the, the whole country, doing itinerant ministry before pastoring a uh, small Baptist church in Scotland and working with the saints up there. Well, it's wonderful to hear how God has uh, taken a, a, a young New South Wales fella and taken him all over Australia, all over the world. And, you know, you've you really got a passion for sharing the gospel, which is so good. You, you're connected to a few different ministries. Let's just unpack uh, who, who these ones are. So firstly, tell us about OAC Ministries. What's their background? OAC Ministries used to be called Open Air Campaigners in Australia. It started back about 1892 in Sydney when a um, young barrister actually got converted and he had the desire to spread the gospel, so he went out into the open air and began to preach. And as he preached, the crowds gathered, and the work began to spread. Uh, we're now in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, and Western Australia. But that's not just the work that we're doing here. There's also We're also in 34 countries around the world, and uh, God is doing a mighty work through OAC Ministries. We use creative means um, to share the gospel. Our motto in Australia is good news in good ways. So we're trying to present the truth of the Scripture in a non-compromising manner, but in a way that people can grasp and understand. So that, that's the role of OAC. My position with them is the Queensland State Director and Evangelist, which means I pretty much am on the road sharing the gospel throughout the state and throughout the nation, uh, looking for any opportunity to tell of Jesus and his great love. And I went on an Israel tour with Jeff Westlake from WA, who works for OAC, and uh, he's the guy that uh, we spoke to on the radio who developed an Easter app where you can follow the crucifixion of Jesus, you know, every, up, leading up to Easter. Uh, and uh, he's really uh, passionate about reaching students in schools. He's really passionate about, you know, universities, on the street, uh, in, in social media. Um, is, is that a big thrust for OAC, uh, trying to share the gospel uh, on many different platforms? Absolutely. Each branch of OAC obviously has um, areas that they focus in on, depending on the giftings of the staff. But uh, we, we focus on anywhere and everywhere, pretty much. So universities, schools, open-air meetings, you know, getting out into the public arena and preaching in the old-school way in the, in the open-air uh, churches. So pretty much what Jeff is passionate about is what we're passionate about as well. 
I mean, if if someone said, look, sit in the gutter and share the gospel, we'd be there sitting in the gutter sharing the gospel. If someone said, come and speak at a gala dinner, we'd be at the gala dinner sharing the gospel. Uh, we would change our um, environment, which might change how we present, but our gospel would stay the same, the simple gospel of Christ crucified. What's been some of the feedback stories uh, from the various ministries and outreaches and speaking events? Have there been any occasions where people have come up to you afterwards or there has been uh, a good, solid response to the gospel message? There's been many responses. Uh, it, it's incredibly, it's, it's hard, actually hard to keep track of the many positive replies we've had towards the gospel. I'm reminded of uh, one open air meeting we actually held on the Sunshine Coast. And something we do in the open air, we've got to be careful uh, in doing any sort of public response because sometimes people can just respond for a bit of a laugh, a bit of a joke. But one night after an open air meeting, there was this deep sense of um, awareness of God, I guess. The crowd was silent. People were standing there just listening. And I really felt impressed upon me to say, look, if anyone wants to trust in Christ, come forward. I'd like to talk to you. And before I could finish speaking, a couple of young blokes just sprinted out of the crowd and ran forward and we were able to talk to them. A local pastor was able to minister to them. And from what I've heard, they're going on in the faith. They're growing in Jesus, which is truly wonderful. And that that came about by God working through an open-air message, you know, just standing in a public area declaring Jesus and the Holy Spirit took it and used Mm. it for the glory of Christ. I love your boldness that you get out and do this open-air preaching. And I know you're also an evangelist and a board member for Operation 513. Now, there was the the big news story that uh, one of the guys got arrested at the Gold Coast for street preaching uh, in uh, Cavill Mall. Uh, tell us, w- w- were you involved in uh, uh, in that situation? Did you, did you know much about it? Uh, I know all the ins and outs of what's occurring, but I wasn't there that night. Um, but it, the situation there has been an interesting one. Uh, he got arrested for talking about Jesus being the only way to the Father, and which is incredible considering that is central foundational Christian doctrine. I, I've seen the charge sheet, I've, I've heard the audio from the night, and that seems to be the, the chief issue that the police sergeant had was that he was saying that Jesus is the only way and by implication saying other religions is wrong. But the truth of the matter is that's what Jesus said. So we <laughs> must be faithful in saying it. That's right. Um, Absolutely. Well, I remember uh, meeting a couple of the guys from Operation 513 at the uh, National Day of Prayer and Fasting in Canberra, and uh, we uh, prayed for them and also at uh, the Queensland Day of Prayer, uh, prayed for them publicly, and, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure where it was up to. So, We've had no troubles on the Gold Coast since. We've had no troubles with police or council or anything like that. So if it was such a issue of law being broken, you'd expect to see more opposition. But the mere fact there is nothing occurring, we think we might have just had one overzealous police officer. Just before we wrap up today, uh, I reckon it would be great just to get a bit of an example of what you do when you do preach. So, you know, just imagine there's hundreds of thousands of people listening to the radio across the nation. Uh, but imagine you're in a, uh, you know, a shopping mall or, a, you know, you're in a, at a footy field or wherever you, you get up and you, and you get up and share your message. Show us what you do. Give us an example of how you start and, and what's the message that you bring. The simple message is obviously Christ crucified, and I think that's what we all need to realize is that Jesus Christ has divided human history. Time is literally split in two by him. Everything revolves around him. All the major religions talk about him, but Jesus talks about himself and declares that he alone is the way of salvation. Now, the question we have to ask ourselves is, why does Jesus have such an impact on the world? I mean, it's 2,000 years after he lived and died. 
why does Christ still impact the world today? And the, the answer is found in his teaching and his message. You see, his teaching is one of love and mercy, but it's also one that speaks to us in truth. It declares that we have done wrong, that we have rebelled against our Creator. We've broken his rules. Uh, we lie, we steal, we, we lust, we hate, we fail to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And because of that wrongdoing, God, because he is good, must judge us. I mean, if you break the law in society, there's punishment for our action. But the wonderful news is this. Jesus Christ, God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, came from heaven to earth to rescue sinners. He died on the cross as a substitute. He took the penalty that we deserve. And three days after his death, he rose again from the dead. And now he says to everyone, turn from your sins, repent, and believe the good news. Trust only in him as the way, the truth, and the life. That's the way we can be forgiven. That's the way we can be made brand new. It's only through Jesus and Jesus alone. That's good news, Josh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely good news. And, And, you know, even if people are walking past and not really paying attention, it's it's giving them that opportunity to be exposed to the gospel. That's right. No matter how confronting it is, because ultimately the gospel message is a message of unconditional love for that person. Uh, So well done for all the things that you do and uh, for AOC Ministries as well. Now, just before we wrap up, mate, uh, you know, there might be people listening that actually want to pray a prayer and receive Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. Would you uh, just lead us in some prayer uh, for anyone that wants to pray that prayer today? Uh, For sure. If if there's a listener who'd like to trust in Christ, the call is to repent and trust, repent and believe. So if that's you, pray something like this. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I've done wrong. I've sinned against you. I've broken your rules. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for rising again from the dead. I want to love you and follow you all the days of my life. Please forgive me. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen. 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 Absolutely awesome, mate. And if people do want to respond and maybe get in contact with Josh, uh, Josh's website is joshwilliamson.org, and there you'll find links to OAC Ministries, also the Louis Palau Next Generation Alliance and Operation 513, some great evangelistic organizations. And, uh, mate, what's your advice for people that come to Christ? What's your advice that you give them uh, to start following Jesus? What's What's the first words you often challenge them with? Read the Bible. I mean, if we can get people reading the scriptures, society will be changed, lives will be changed. You know, get into the Word of God because it's via the Bible that God speaks to humanity. Great advice, and uh, of course, you know, get involved in a local church. Absolutely. Uh, tell tell everyone you can that you've come to know Jesus and pass on the good news. It's not meant to stop with us, is it? We're all meant to pass on the good news, aren't we? Oh, mate, we get converted by Jesus. He rescues us, and because we love Him, we've got to tell everyone else about Him. Good news, mate. Well, if people do want to respond, once again, that website is joshwilliamson.org. Josh, we reckon you're a history maker. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world. 
by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.